Welcome to another edition of Ask Our Parent Coach. Here's your host, Terry Manrique and Alina Greif. Welcome back to Ask Our Parent Coach. Uh, this show is brought to you by Working With Parents, Central Ohio's leading parenting experts and coaches, where we create a safe place for parents to seek help, support on topics such as parenting, communication, relationships, and emotional intelligence. I'm Terry Manrique. And I'm Alina Greif. Hi, everyone. Our special guest today is Bonnie Dimmick. Uh, Bonnie is the owner of Sleep, Love, and Happiness Sleep Consulting. She is a pediatric sleep consultant. And Bonnie, welcome to the program. We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So um, to start us off on this conversation, Bonnie, tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into this field, and tell us about your journey. Absolutely. I would love to. So like you said, I'm a pediatric sleep consultant. I have two daughters. And the reason I got into this field is because my first daughter, while a good newborn sleeper, was a horrible sleeper as she got a little bit older, waking up every hour, hour and a half all mm. night long. And I was not okay, but okay. I found a way to get her sleeping and it really ignited my passion for this and made me want to help other parents get their kiddos sleeping. And yeah. so I got my certification and have been um, helping parents ever since on um, I have been in this business for three years now this month. Awesome. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's That's exactly how we all kind of started, right? This, you know, doing something, um, an experience that we had, right, that mm -hmm. we weren't doing so great at or that we needed to learn more about it, um, that we ended up doing so well and changing the dynamic of things that were like, you know what, this would be something good that mm -hmm. I can help and teach other people to do as well. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about your journey. What did that look like? And what were some things that you learned um, that you kind of want to share with our audience um, to kind of have that turnaround? Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest pieces of my journey as a sleep consultant is really recognizing the differences in every child, every family, every situation. And so I really take a approach from a respectful parenting philosophy. Okay. And one of the biggest things I find for sleep that we really need to focus on as parents is connection because sleep is the mm -hmm. biggest separation of the day. Not, oh, yes. not only are kids separating from us, but they're also separating from being aware and conscious of, you know, what's going on around them. So mm -hmm. it can produce a lot of anxiety. So helping children feel secure in that separateness is really important in facilitating falling asleep easier and making bedtime go more smoothly for parents and children. So Bonnie, I wanted to ask you, uh, when your daughter was uh, born, and you mentioned that she was a really terrible sleeper, she didn't sleep at all. Um, and then you found a way to get her to sleep. You found a way that she could actually sleep and, and get some rest. And so you could get some rest. So what was that difference? What was that magic formula? What did you discover? So 
I discovered that I was really helping her to sleep and I was making it my job to put her to sleep, but we can't control when our kids fall asleep. That is outside of our control. That is only something they can control. So if it's my Mm -hmm. job to put her to sleep, it's going to be a really frustrating endeavor for everyone. So helping her be able to fall asleep on her own and find those skills and strategies, what she can do within her own body to get comfortable and fall asleep from a place of calm to all the way asleep on her own. As parents, I view our role in sleep as helping our children be calm and from that place of calm and awake, have them be able to fall asleep on their own. And that's kind of what I discovered was needed to get my daughter sleeping and to get the the families I work with to get their kiddos sleeping too. That's a very good point. (laughs) And that is such a big mind shift, right? Mm -hmm. It's really shifting the way you think about it. Exactly. Because we are taught that, you know, we have to make our kids sleep, right? Like there are like hundreds of books out there, how to get your kid to sleep and various variations on the title, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is you have to give up the notion that you are the one who has to get them to sleep. Right. They're the only ones that can fall asleep. Yeah. I say that all the time to my clients too. It's like we can't, there's three things we can't um, force our kids to do or that it's our job to do, but it's their job to do themselves and that sleep, eat and poop (laughs) or pee (laughs) or urinate, right? To go to the bathroom, right? Those are the three things we have zero control over. Exactly. And we have to kind of release and let go of that power and let them have the ability to control that and manage how to do this, these things for themselves. Yeah. 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 And I think the biggest thing about, especially infants is uh, the ability after four months that they have the ability to learn how to self-soothe and self-regulate themselves. And I think a lot of parents get that confused because they're like, they think that, you know, only they're only five months or only six months that they don't have that cap- capacity to do that or that ability to, to do that. When there's a lot of research that is out there that they are more than capable to be able to learn how to put themselves to sleep. Exactly. And really helping them. I like to think of it as self-settling. So they're at a place that's calm and they're able to settle themselves into sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that mind shifts mindset shift is one of the the tips I have for families is really it can't be your job to put your child to sleep or it's going to be incredibly frustrating for everyone including your child because you can't be in control of that for them and so Mm -hmm. making sure that you kind of shift that in your brain and your mindset, it helps facilitate the process and make it easier for everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think also kind of having like a really solid routine for your child, because they, they, especially for infants, they really thrive on routine um, because they kind of get those cues mm-hmm. of what's going to happen next. Right. I mean, down to the, the having, you know, you know, dimming the lights, closing the curtains, you know, putting on, you know, putting on the PJs, you know, the whole series of events uh, really makes a big impact on them knowing what's next Mm -hmm. and what's coming up. Right. Now, do you recommend your parents, what do you recommend your parents to do that, um, 
when they're you know put in the sleep do you recommend them that they fall asleep in their arms or that they fall asleep in the crib so falling asleep in arms can be a step before falling asleep in the crib the families i work with are wanting to achieve independent sleep put their babies down in the crib have their babies peacefully easily fall asleep on their own But there's a lot of ways to get there depending on where the families are at to start. And falling asleep in arms can be a first step. But the challenge with that is that when baby wakes up in between sleep cycles, because we all wake up in between sleep cycles, they realize, oh, I'm in I'm in my crib. I'm not in my Mm. parents' arms anymore. Right. I need that being in their arms in order to fall asleep because we all have certain ways that we know how to fall asleep, Mm -hmm. a certain set of circumstances. And if that set of circumstances is in arms, then that's what they need when they wake up Mm -hmm. and it can create some challenges and upset because they wake up and they're like, why am I not <laughs> in mm-hmm. my parents' arms anymore? Yeah, How did I don't I like this. Here? I don't want to do this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it can mm-hmm. be a step from, say, nursing to sleep or feeding to sleep, but it doesn't necessarily resolve those night wake-ups where you're needing to help them back to sleep. Right. Right. So, Bonnie, do you work with families in person? How do you – what does that look like when you're working with them or helping them with this? So I am primarily virtual, like 95% virtual. So I work with families. I do an in-depth evaluation of everything that's going on, their parenting style, personality, temperament, development, all of those pieces. So I can write a personalized sleep plan for families. We walk through it in a Zoom meeting, basically, Mm -hmm. where we talk through all of that, the steps that we're going to take to help get their kiddos sleeping. And then from there, I provide daily support through um, an app called Voxer where we can talk mm-hmm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so that we can be in contact, you know, what's going on? Where do we need to make adjustments if needed? Celebrate mm-hmm. those successes too. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so um, I know that we had said we were going to talk about like the three common pitfalls that parents experience with dealing with their children's sleep. What are those uh, three pitfalls that you would like to share with us? So the first is that mindset shift and not making the mindset shift, feeling like you have to be in control Mm -hmm. and you have to be the one helping your child to sleep. That makes it really challenging. Yeah, it is. The second is what I call the 97-3 rule. And it you want to talk about sleep positively. And that can be really hard when your children aren't sleeping, but they get their feelings about sleep from us as their parents. And if we don't value sleep, we view it negatively. They feel that. And that happens a Mm -hmm. lot, you know, in our society, it's the whole sleep when you're dead, but we want our kids to sleep. So how can we expect Mm -hmm. them to be like, I want to sleep when we don't value it. Yeah. And so that comes up a lot. And then the third piece is not truly connecting with our kiddos before bed. So not being fully focused on connecting during the bedtime routine, 
not taking some one-on-one time, especially with older kiddos, toddlers and up doing that one-on-one time before bedtime, because if we're not connecting with them, they're not going to be able to separate from us. And so it can become, you know, you've got to get through the bedtime routine. It is what it is. You just want to get done. You want your kid to sleep so that you can have some time to yourself. And that can be really challenging for your child and make bedtime harder. You're not helping them feel secure in that separateness. Mm -hmm. And then they're trying to pull you back in to connect Mm -hmm. with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So parents that come to you, what method do you use um, when you're working with your clients? So I use a variety of methods. I don't use cry it out. I don't ask parents to put their babies in bed and just leave them until morning. That's not my style. If mm-hmm. people want to do that, that is totally fine, but that's not what I do. So I work with parents to figure out a plan based on their parenting style, but that allows them to connect, soothe, comfort, support their child in the process of learning how to fall asleep in a different set of circumstances, typically mm-hmm. falling asleep alone in their crib with their parent right there with them. What are, you mentioned connection uh, several times, right? Like the need for connection before bedtime and how important it is to really connect with your kids. Um, What might that look like before bed? Like what are some ways to really connect with your child that you talk to your clients about? So for toddlers and up, having 20 minutes of one-on-one dedicated special playtime that they get to direct, the child gets to direct where you are fully focused on them. So you're really connecting. They're doing what they want to play and you're playing with them in the way they want you to. It's a really great way to connect, giving it a special name, you know, special Mm -hmm. mommy so-and-so time can Mm -hmm. also make it feel even more special to your child. And the key is you want to be fully focused, like leave your phone out of it, leave your to-do list out of it. For babies in the bedtime routine, you know, really taking a step back and walking through each of the steps, like changing their diaper, talking to them about each step that you're doing, making eye contact. I'm telling mm-hmm. them, you know, I'm going to um, pull this tab. I'm going to do this tab. We're going to mm-hmm. wipe you and giving them a few moments to sort of respond even the youngest babies can respond to you when you're telling them what, what you're going to do. And it helps them feel connected to you. Hmm. That's a really good point that even the youngest babies, they cannot speak, but they will let you know, right. In some way that you're connecting with them. Exactly. You will feel that connection. They will feel that connection. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, And I think it's just so important to understand the importance of it because parents, especially new parents, they get so tired, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That sometimes we just want to rush through those steps, get it done. So our baby's sleeping so we can sleep because we're exhausted. Exactly. And one of the things I've learned through my training in respectful parenting is that, you know, if you're connecting with your child they'll be more able to play independently Mm -hmm. during other times of day to give you some time to yourself and then again connecting at bedtime 
will allow them to go to sleep easier. So even the babies who are awaking to feed, which is very normal until, you know, 12 to 18 months, some babies still need mm-hmm. that feed. Um, even though they're waking up for that feed, you're still getting a good long stretch of sleep and they're able to fall asleep easier, making the bedtime process easier, which gives parents more time to themselves. Yeah. So in the beginning, you had talked about how your daughter, your do- your mm-hmm. daughter, correct, um, would wake up every hour on the hour kind of thing. How did you, how did you help um, get her to sleep long period, an extended period of time? So the biggest piece was having her fall asleep on her own at bedtime. And I had previously been nursing her until all the way asleep mm-hmm. and then uh-huh. every hour nursing her until all the way asleep mm-hmm. again and getting her to fall asleep on her own at bedtime. So having her fall asleep in the crib with me there to support her, comfort her, help her become calm so she can fall asleep. Working on bedtime improved things significantly so that she was sleeping until 3 to 4 a.m. when she needed a feed and then going back to sleep easily mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The key thing here is to have that transition is really allowing your child to fall asleep mm-hmm. on their own, giving them that capability, yep. which makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I've worked with my clients, typical the typical turnaround for your child to get adjusted to this new routine would you say it's about two or three days for them to finally master this, to do it on their own? It can be between two and seven days, depending on the baby, depending on um, what approach the parents want to take. But typically within that first week, we're seeing significant improvements. And happier babies and happier yes, parents. Yes, both. Happier babies and happier yes. parents. And well-rested parents, yes. for sure. Well, and I think, you know, probably I'm guessing consistency is the key. It's really important to be consistent when you start training them a certain way so that you don't backslide when things get tough and then you're tired and then you're like, okay, fine, I'll just, you know, hold you until you fall asleep. And then you kind of start the whole thing all over again, right? Consistency is key because we can change what we're doing and our habits very quickly. And Mm -hmm. so... You're right. If you have one to two nights where you're like, I'm just going to hold you until you fall asleep. Yeah. There's likely going to be a backslide and babies are going to be like, that was great. Let's do that again. (laughs) Let's do it again. So being consistent once you're ready to make these changes is important. Mm -hmm. And really, I think too, like you said, with the mindset is really Mm -hmm. encouraging the parents to really let them know that their child is more than capable to do this. And not feel so guilty, you know, and thinking that we're neglecting our kids when we're not, you know, doing, helping them fall asleep, but allowing them to do it on exactly. their own. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Well, this was a great conversation. We really appreciate you being on here and sharing your expertise with our um, listeners. How can they follow you or find you if they wanted to work? So with you? you can find me online at sleeploveandhappiness.com or on okay. Instagram and Facebook at sleep, love and happiness. Awesome. Well, we will have all your information in the show notes. Um, so if you need to get a hold of her, feel free to look on the links there. Thank you so much, Bonnie, for being here and sharing your, your expertise with us. Um, it was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. It was great to be here.
Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Um, if you have any questions and you want us to answer any of your questions, feel free to submit your information to info at ourparentcoach.com. Um, you can also visit our website at workingwithparents.com. And remember to apply the CPR philosophy with compassion, patience, and respect with everyone you come in contact with. Join us next week for another edition of Ask Our Parent Coach with Terry Manrique and Alina Greif. Well, that's our show. Thank you so much for sticking around all the way to the end. We really appreciate you and your time. Feel free to write a review. Let us know how we're doing. And if you'd like to take it a step further, give us some ratings. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button to watch for future episodes.